Hey, Colin. Hi, Robin. How are you? Good. Long time. No kidding. It's really good to talk to you again. Uh, likewise. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate that. You bet. H- how are you in this crazy uh, COVID world? Uh, I'm good, you know. I mean, as you know, I got this commenter show coming up and... You know, it'd be good to do what you do for a living that you haven't done for so long because, uh, you know, as you know, it's been a shutdown. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I mean, not just, just to see the guys. We, you know, we were, we were on our way down the west coast of the States when this hit. So, you know, we, I, we, we were in Oakland when uh, we realized we had to jump back in our vehicles and, and drive to Vancouver. And, uh, you know, that was that. Was that and, uh, but I'm doing as as well as anybody, just trying to ride it out and hopefully get this, <laughs> get this vaccine in people's hands. You know? <laughs> no kidding. I know it's crazy. After you uh, crossed the border back into Canada and realizing that this hold on live shows was going to go for uh, a long time, I don't think anybody realized it was going to go this long. But yeah, you had to pivot, right, and and embrace uh, social media and. How was how was that for a, a learning curve for you? Well, I mean, there was all kinds of little learning curves. First of all, I mean, when you're used to doing something, as you know, uh, as, as uh, someone in radio, you know, you get used to doing something every day. And even if you don't do it every day and you do it, uh, you know, once every couple of weeks, it's a, you know, it's a tradition that you're used to doing. And all of a sudden, that's gone. And, you know, a lot of, I'm sure I speak for a lot of musicians is where it's not just the fact that that's what you do is play guitar and sing or whatever you do, but the physicality of getting in a car, jumping on a plane, getting to the venue, all that stuff is part of the life that we've always known. And it's just, uh, you know, so, you know, we got back home and, you know, we started doing some social media stuff just for the sake of doing it. Um, uh, and I had to come, dra- you know, kicking and screaming a little bit because it's not it's not my favorite. <laughs> so we do a thing called on the couch where we talk about guitars and uh, we keep them pretty short, you know, eight to ten, to, you know, eight to fifteen minutes. And, but we did that for a while, and uh, we've done a few of those. Gave it up a little bit in the summer. Uh, of course, I worked on a record all the while, and we have a record in the can, and um, and you know that was challenging in a lot of ways because. Uh, my producer lives in England, and and so we we we've done the last two records together, and um, you know this time it was him and I on Zoom or FaceTime, you know trying to get what's usually done, you know long distance, and uh, it was just uh, challenging for sure. Besides uh, the social media stuff and finding different ways to keep things going musically. You know, like you just mentioned, syncing up with art- other artists. Uh, I was watching the Gordy Johnson, uh, Big Sugar thing, Colin Linden, uh, and other virtual shows, all of which are really cool. What do you do to, uh, to, balance, to balance life, man, uh, now in the COVID world? Not going out, touring, flying to wherever to record, keep things in check. Uh, what do you do to alleviate uh, the boredom? Or are you bored? I mean, you know, I've always, I don't know. I mean, we, I, I'm, you know, I'm social when I have to be. I'm, I, I do pretty well not being social. <laughs> I know <laughs> what you mean. As well, yeah, I don't mind that either. You know, I do what, what you know, people do and find interest, you know, reading and, you know, uh, riding the bike and, um, you know, working on other things and, you know, started kind of loose work on a bit of a manuscript of a, a kind of a, like a, going over the different things that happened in life and I'm, I'm starting to write that down a little bit cool 
you know that and um and working on the record you know and um uh you know hopefully there's this this hope around the corner you know for me it was you know particularly interesting as i just signed on to an american agency and we had a lot of work in the um you know, they're ready to go. We had a bunch of shows with Kenny Wayne Shepherd in the Midwest of the States, and we had uh, some city winery shows, which I've been wanting to do for quite a while in Boston and uh, mm-hmm. New York and Chicago. And so we had a bunch of stuff online, and of course, just being put back and uh, held. I have a, an acoustic tour that's being held that that'll be the next thing I do when, once we get up and running. But is, is that the Blues Trio thing, or what? That's the Blues Trio thing. Yeah, we were, that's what we were doing when we got cut off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first two weeks were in the States and the rest of it was going to be Canada. We went and did the first few days in the States and then that was the end of the whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. so you know, it's a challenge and I'm sure it's a challenge for everybody. I've done a bit of uh, online writing with other people. I don't mind it, but I miss the interaction of just being in a room. Um, so the pluses and negatives, you know, I think one of the pluses is that people realize they can do a lot of work long distance. Physically, you can do it. It's just, you know, what tone does it take and, and can you, can you, you know, yeah, can you get to the same places, I guess? Yeah, yeah, and, and it works all, uh, it's not like screwed up or you can't hear anybody. It's like, what, what, you know, take your mute button off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So uh, let's go to the Commodore uh, Thursday. There's two live streaming shows going on. The Commodore is 90. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. And you're going to help uh, kick off a year of celebrations for the Commodore's uh, 90th. Uh, when you do the math, I mean, 1930 to present day, that's pretty crazy. You have played there, I've heard, 33 times. That's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, why, why, why is or, or has the Commodore played such an important, uh, integral role in, in your career? What's, what makes this place so special? Well, I think it's big enough. Uh, it's small enough to be intimate. It's big enough that a band that could be breaking tomorrow can play there. Um, uh, and it's a great venue for that. So, you know, as we all know the history, I mean, Steve Raybon, yeah. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lucinda Williams, you know, Toots and the Main. I yeah. mean, you, you name someone who hasn't been through those doors and, and, you know, not a lot of cities, every city has their, you know, has their particular theaters, but, you know, a lot of them have got rid of them. Yeah. So thankfully that Gramble strip with the Vogue and, and, and all that. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Commodore's big enough that you could be doing quite well and still play there. Um, but small enough that it's got a bit of that club atmosphere and um, super great for live, you know, live music. So uh, uh, now having said that, 33 times, a lot of those, I went over the list the other day because when they first said that, I said, well, how many times was on my own Steam? Like, what yeah. were my shows? Yeah, yeah. And it's, and and we started counting them up, and they're they're probably around twenty something. So wow. uh, the rest of the times it was me sitting in with another band, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was so lo- it's been a lot, you know, and it, it literally adds up over the years, as, as you know. Yeah, I was looking at the flyers you posted on uh, Facebook, and I'm going, uh, yeah, I remember that show. Uh, I don't remember that show. I mean, th- uh, there's one from uh, November 2012. You did three nights in a row. You did five nights in a row. I remember that. Uh, 1988. Yeah. Good God. I was actually there on the Thursday and Saturday night show when I was at the Fox. Uh, oh, wow. Do you... Well, that was one of the, you know, as someone who moved here when, he, when I guess I was 18 or 19 when I moved to Vancouver. And, yeah. You know, you know, everyone played the Commodore and I, I got, I, you know, I got, I got not let into the Commodore. I tried to get their underage, into their <laughs> underage a few times. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just one of those places that, um, 
everyone has a memory from and uh, uh it's gonna be weird being in there with no people i mean that's not yeah. gonna be uh, you know uh, it'll take some getting used to but it'll be great to see the the guys in the band and um play some music do you remember the uh, first time you ever played there <sighs> yeah really um well, I think, yeah, I do, because we made this stupid prop, <laughs> uh, like a tombstone prop, like a prop of a tombstone. Really? And I did a, I did a song by, uh, yeah, it was right around the time when Katie Lang was trying to use some props on stage and stuff <laughs> like that. And we were managed out of the same office, Katie Lang and I, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we had a song called Tombstone Blues. And I think we made a fake tombstone for the stage. I remember that. It was a one bank. And that was a big deal for me. Like, that was, oh, my God, I'm playing the Commodore, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then, of course, not long after, we did the Five Night Stand. And that was, that was another time in my life where I went, oh, man. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. insane. You know, that's, so it was pretty exciting. So Drew Burns, uh, for those unaware, ran the Commodore during its, uh, what some people call the golden age of uh, music there. Uh, do you have a best uh, Drew Burns Commodore story? <laughs> well, I was lucky enough to go out with Drew, Drew on his boat uh, a couple times as well. Yeah. Um, but but from the Commodore, you know, it was I can't I can't think of a specific time. All it was usually, it was kind of like going to see. Uh, I guess if you if you were on uh, Saturday Night Live, it was like going to see Lorne Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, he'd be back in his office once a night. You know, everything was packed out. It'd be like two. 2.15 or 2.30 or 3 or whatever it was, and yeah. you'd be ambling out, and then, ah, Drew, Drew says, come on to his room for a drink, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Go into his... <laughs> yeah, and he'd have all the pictures on the wall, and you'd have a kind of a nightcap with, with Drew, and yeah. he was always really awesome. He was just so into it, man. He, he loved his music, and uh, he lived and breathed that menu. Yeah, he was a sweetheart. What a great office. Oh my God. Um, yeah. um, let's see. Favorite uh, or best band group uh, you've ever seen at the Commodore? Well, I got to give to Steve Raymond. So cool. You know, so years ago, I had opened up for him, and uh, the previous year, I'd done two shows in the prairies. A year went by, and by this point, I was playing with, I think, really Cow Sill. Wow. And I got the offer to play Edmonton and Calgary with, with Stevie. So I drove all night from East Van all night to get there and then hired some bunch of guys I didn't even know. And we, we did the shows and we ended up in Calgary. <laughs> and then he, he was playing the Commodore the next night, Stevie was. So we jumped in the car and sped to the, to the Commodore. And this is, I didn't get up that night with Stevie. I'd been getting up other nights. This night I did not. <laughs> and he levitated that night. I swear he was like flowing 15 feet off the stage. He was so good. Wow. Uh, I think that's a memory for me, just how powerful he was that night. You know? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Wow, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So Thursday, you're doing two live stream shows. The first stream, it says here, uh, at noon Pacific? Yeah, we're doing a, it's basically so we coincide with Europe. Um, ah, okay. Uh, so it's convenient for them, a nighttime show for them. Right, noon Pacific. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and for us it'll be good because I guess you have to play together a couple times in a row, which would be good. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. First stream is yeah. at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, and then over in Europe. Second stream, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, et cetera, et cetera, over in uh, GMT. Um, what are you going to do in the sets? Well, I'm running over it in my mind. You know, uh, you know, I will do, we are going to do some 
Yeah. Uh, as you know, we haven't had a lot of chance to, to be around each other because we come from all over the country. So yeah. uh, uh, we have three guys from here, uh, and a lot of the crew is from here, but uh, two or three of the, uh, the guys have to come out from Ontario. So. Yeah. Um, but we have a day in front to uh, kind of go over things, and I've got two or three songs uh, marked off to, to give it a shot at, and the rest we'll just try to do kind of this. And it's always hard, man. You go back to look at a set list, and you, 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 set lists make me crazy, to be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> try to just try to get a bit of this and a bit of that. But we got a full band, we got uh, full harmonica, and we got a horn section. And, uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to that. Jeez, that's great. So, uh, yeah. just quickly, tell tell me about the new album. Uh, you were doing it uh, from all over the place. Everybody was everywhere else. And um, uh, when when do we get to uh, hear it? See, you? when are you going to drop it? It'll be out in spring. Um, we're you know um, uh, is is the date. We, you know, we're pretty much it's it, well, it's pretty much it's ready to go. Yeah. we've actually done the photo shoot for the cover and everything. Cool. And uh, so the cover's all designed, and uh, that's all set. And you know, it was like uh, I guess it's half and half, half original, half covers. The last two records have been kind of more blues oriented, uh, and although this has really been good for us in a lot of ways. Um, particularly south of the border, you know, getting a couple blues records in the kind of blues world has kind of helped us get our, our you know, um, to be a name out down there in the blues world a bit. And uh, so I can't abandon that. On the same token, you want to show some growth. So there's about half original, half, uh, uh, half covers. And it's not as bluesy as the other ones. There's still some straight-ahead stuff. But um, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's, it's a bit more... Um, Bit more singer songwriter, I suppose. Cool, that's cool. Yeah. What's up? Uh, what's up for Christmas? Would you ask uh, for from Santa? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> vaccine. Looking for a vaccine from Santa this year. Oh, good answer. <laughs> um, besides uh, looking forward to that in 2021, um, uh, what else are you looking forward to next year? Getting out on the road, I bet. Playing. Well, like I say, we got a whack of shows that we've had to, that are postponed that are still on the books, and. Um, I have a new American agent that I'm with called Paradigm, and uh, uh, you know they they work with a lot of great people, including uh, you know uh, Van Morrison. So, you know I'm really looking forward to trying to get you know get down there, play some more shows south of the border, and uh, uh, once especially once the, <laughs> once the pandemic has subsided. No kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have a lot of work to do, man. It's like it's weird having to take a year off when you're, you know, you're all your life you're just thinking of forward motion, and then you have this this little blip, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go, and we all we all go through it. No kidding. Two shows on Thursday, December 3rd, uh, as part of the uh, Jim Beam Live from Inside uh, series. And tickets are available through livefrominside.ca. A dollar from every ticket goes to the Greater Food, Vancouver Food Bank, right? Yeah, we wanted to make sure we did something, and that's where we landed on. So. Yeah, that's cool. Livefrominside.ca, and or you can uh, check out more details and uh, some cool stuff at Colin James Music on social media. I love your YouTube channel because you got a lot of content uh, concert videos from the Commodore. Yeah, yeah, we actually got, uh, we're a bona fide YouTube thing now. You have to kind of prove yourself at YouTube before they give you a little bona fide, uh, I don't know, if there's something you have to, some hoops you have to jump through, but we did it. Okay, well, I look forward to seeing you live from the Commodore on Thursday night for uh, the Commodore's 90th birthday. That's so cool, with Colin James. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. 
uh, I can't wait. And, uh, you know, and I, 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 I got put on the walk of, walk of fame last year. On the, yeah. On the BC walk of fame. And I've only seen it once. So it's like about three, three steps to the words of the Orpheum. So. I know. I walk by that almost every other day. It's like, yeah, Colin. I knocked a cigarette, I knocked a cigarette butt off at last time. I was like, what? <laughs> hey. Yeah. What's the deal? <laughs> Hey, uh, good luck on this. Have fun. Look forward to the new album uh, next year. Uh, take care of yourself. Stay safe. And I uh, really appreciate uh, you talking with me today. Colin All right. James. Great catching up, Robin. Okay. Thank you. You're most welcome. Bye-bye.